1: now hello and welcome back to Red UK we're quite simply Chicago Bullsing this podcast is part of the fans first sports network so wherever you're listening rate review subscribe helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode and if you're watching on youtube Make sure you hit the bell, give us a thumbs up, and why not leave some comments down below. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm tired, but apart from that, I'm good. How are you, Matt? Yeah, yeah, the same. (laughs) Um, There's a reason why we're both tired. Um, Obviously, you've been playing basketball, I haven't, but it's uh, a late recording, um, and it's because we've got a pre-recorded chat to throw in like we did with the Casey Johnson one this time it is with Big Dave from CHGO but before we get into that there's a little bit of latest Bulls news we just wanted to quickly touch on and then we'll send it to the chat and today or Friday as it was when we were started recording um, Bulls announced that they'd given out some Exhibit 10 contracts to Quentin Jackson and Max. I'm going to struggle with this one. Hi, Heidegger. Heidegger. Don't know. Heidegger. That's that's an Australian way of saying hello,
2: isn't
1: it? I'm sure Troy will let us know. Yeah, he'll clear it up for us. (laughs) Yeah, um, you know the exhibit ten. They're probably not going to see the floor for Bulls. It's more a case of getting them into the system, giving Windy City a chance to look at them. Both guards. You know, Windy City needs guards as we've let Juwan Freeman Liberty go, and Carlick's doing whatever Carlick's doing. Um, don't know much about Max Heidegger, but Quentin Jackson looks like he could be a fun player from what I've seen. Did play a few games for Wizards last year, uh, including the last game of the season, where I've shared some on Twitter about it. Um, but yeah, don't know if you've got much to say on them. No. Um...
2: Only found out about it when I came out from basketball training, and uh, don't know anything about either of them. So <laughs> I need to I need to educate myself before I can have an opinion on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, to me, we probably just end up. It's more a chance for Windy City to look at them. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of extra competition for the guards. There's not enough. Cause we, yeah, we need some more, <laughs> um, just for training camp purposes, and yeah. If they do stay with Windy City, obviously, as we've mentioned, we will give as much Windy City news as we can next year as well. And last little bit of news before we uh, send it over. Uh, Germany beating Team USA to get to the World Cup final. Was it last week we put out our international one where I said I was rooting for Germany? We've been born in Germany and all that, so... I'm still rooting for him to get that gold against Serbia. Um, just so you know, there is a little bit of World Cup chat with, with Big Dave coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously being an American and Team USA losing, and but it's Big Dave, so it's all positive. Of course. Uh, on that note, I will send it to the ad read and it's straight into the chat with Big Dave. Our partners at USA Sports. It's a UK-based sports merchandise retailer. They cover NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, as well as Formula One. From hats to hoodies, there's something for everyone. From Chicago Bulls to Team Red Bull and everywhere in between. So check them out on all the socials and at usasports.co.uk, where at the minute they are offering 20% off if you go onto their website due to the NFL season kicking off. So that's usasports.co.uk. Hello, welcome back to Sea Radio UK. And it's a welcome back for our guest tonight, Big Dave. How are we doing, Big yeah. Dave?
0: Doing good, Matt. Neil, what's up? Neil is good to see our faces. Neil, I appreciate the shirt that you have on, sir. I see what Oh right yeah, repping,
1: repping, yeah. I've got I it. I
0: see what you're <laughs> rocking. That's right. Man, you're looking <laughs> quite clean yourself. I see the Jordan in the back. You're looking wonderful, sir.
1: Different background to what I'm used to having on these i'm usually truck, <laughs> so <Yes>, i've <laughs> had to put the jerseys out this time but yeah you know like i say it's, it's welcome back to you and it's your, your second time with us now um yes, you're the the second guest that we've had twice now after tim sinclair so you're in in pretty good company
0: <laughs> hey hey if you could be down with tim sinclair I'm doing yeah. something right. I'm doing something right, man. Cause Tim is awesome, <laughs> man. That's an awesome human being right there. As y'all know. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: That's a really yeah. good dude. You know, and as we were just saying in the pre chat, obviously we've we've grown a lot since we last had you on because we can actually see you now. Yes.
0: Uh, sir.
1: <laughs> and speaking of seeing you, obviously we met you in Paris as well, yes, which sir. you know, which that was an incredible experience for us. And you know, as everyone who listens to all knows it was incredible experience for you and well peck in particular
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it was great man like i you know it was my first time going to paris uh so that was amazing in itself but you know seeing how how much you guys for one you know like us but overall how you all feel about the bulls you know you don't realize you know the global impact of it until you go global you know and you see it right there i remember when the day of the game when we were with easy shout out to easy and we were with him and he was like, okay, yeah. What do you guys want to do? Are you... it was like an hour or something before the games, like what you guys want to do and stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're going to head over to this bar for a second. You know, probably meet some fans, you know, it won't be too long or nothing. He was like, cool. I'm going to go stand in line and wait for this game and stuff right here. And I remember saying to my head, like, dude, you got like an hour, you know what I mean? To go see the... it's fine. It's cool. And then it hit me like, Oh yeah, you live in Paris. You don't get to see the Chicago Bulls all the time. This is a big deal, and yes, you should go stand in line and not tend to my foolishness right about now because I couldn't understand it until I thought about it. So, yeah, man, to know what to know that the Bulls are that kind of big, and just to meet you guys and watching you guys articulate it, you know, to us, man, and then on top of that, you actually like what we do <laughs> over here, like. It, it was something Paris was something, man. For real, it was eye opening for sure. Yeah, it was a great. Yeah,
1: well, we were supposed to come to that bar that the, the night of the game, mm-hmm. um, but our hotel was right next to the arena, so we'd seen the queue and we, were, we actually had to walk away <laughs> from the hotel to come back past the hotel to get in. And it was, just... <laughs> <Yeah>. but
0: <laughs> you made the right decision. For... No, but you made we the do right decision, man.
1: you good. We, we yeah. enjoy your queue. so.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than a good cue. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Trust me, I understand. Y'all made a great decision, but, yeah, we got there, you know, got to the stadium, you know, saw all the introductions, just the pomp and circumstance of everything, and, yeah, it was just really cool, man. It really was. It was just a really cool thing, and I'm glad you guys got to see that. Honestly, like yeah, the experience yeah. that. Like, I'm sure you all like were like, wow, you know, just taking that in, man, for real.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Neil's been to the UC before. I haven't, but mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it was just, you know, it was more who was in the arena at the same time. Like, obviously, Magic Johnson, Wemby, all that, and it, you kind of feel like you're in the presence of. Witness, do you know what I mean? Mm, and it is mm. just a bit of an unreal feeling, really. And you know, it's, it's not lost on on me in particular. But yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. And obviously, Neil had his little peck moment where I kind of pushed him to go on your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a facilitator in that one. I just pushed him up. <laughs> Sometimes, you need, yeah.
0: Sometimes hey. you need a little push. That's
1: all. A little push. I've got to do what the boss man says.
2: You know, <laughs>
0: He wasn't wrong. He wasn't no, wrong he wasn't at wrong. all. He it, was, wrong. it was a good decision, man. And yeah, doing that show at the, at the, AMO, at the, um, at the, AMO gym, that was, yeah, that was just really, really cool, man. Like, like even just the people that came was just like, wow, they, they came out to just sit and watch us be silly and talk about the Chicago Bulls. Like, this is wild to me. So, and I'm in another country, like the wildest thing was getting recognized on the street. Like, that was the wildest thing to me. Like, I'm, we were at the Lonzo Ball meet and greet thing, and we're leaving, and I just hear somebody, Big Dave, Big Dave, just Big Dave. I'm like, Who the hell knows me out here? Like, like, what? What's going on? And I turn around, and he's like, Oh, man, you know, I love your show. It was uh, Ibrahim. And oh, yeah. I love your show, you know, this and that, man. It was like, Cool. And I was like, You want to take a picture? And he was like, What? I was like, yeah, you want to take a picture? He was like, "I should be asking you that." I was <laughs> like, you know, it's 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 crazy. And then when he, you know, left, it was another guy that came up, told us he was from Dublin and he watches the show and he loves it and all that. It was just, it was surreal, bro. Like it really was, and it still is. Like it still is surreal to me. And that stuff isn't lost on me when I, you know, do anything, you know, do any kind of show. That there are people who, you know, genuinely like what we do and. Anytime, you know, you might think of, oh man, should I change this or flip that? That's the stuff I think about. Like, no, I don't have to change anything. I'm just going to keep being myself and, you know, keep being me and keep moving forward and, and talking about the love for this team that I have. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Go on. I, th-
2: I think people can see that you're genuine and people appreciate people that are genuine and that have a genuine passion for something that they speak about. And, and, you all exude that, and that's why we enjoy your show as much as everybody else
0: does. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, Neil. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I mean, we right.
1: actually, we actually got recognised out there as well, didn't we? <laughs> oh, that was just mad for us. Yeah, it was
0: awesome, it. man. <laughs> Yo, that's so cool. <laughs> I mean it How
1: was. Did make you feel? First person was it was Clem, I think, one of the first person. First person, yeah. I mean, it was when we were coming to watch the show at the One Ball. He, we just got out with the Uber, and he was like, "Ah, oh, Matt and Neil." It's like hell oh, you know it's us <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but, yeah that was just his... and then we there was that guy as well outside the um the museum you know, yeah to go inside which was uh, just some pop-up. guy just he was showing us us on his phone and it was like <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. He's like um, is
2: this you is this you or like
1: yeah, but that's weird.
2: But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah, at that
1: point, we weren't even. We were just still audio for the, in terms of the podcast. <laughs> people hadn't actually seen us wow. apart from on the socials, but Dude, amazing. But man. yeah, that's uh,
0: cool stuff.
1: Just on sort of international fans basketball. Have you been paying much attention to the the World Cup? I mean, it might be a bit of a sore subject.
0: No, it's not. Not for me. Um... I watched the first game today. Today was my first game that I watched. (laughs) they lost? That was the very first game that I looked at. Because I thought, honestly, I thought they were going to lose. I didn't have them winning the gold at all. I didn't think they were set up for that. Um, I mean, early on, you saw, like early on during the earlier games that they were playing, you saw that they were small. And you saw that they lacked rebounding. And they lacked that kind of size. And they were getting ate up by those other teams on that. When they played Mm -hmm. Montenegro, when they played Vuj eating them alive, you know, on the boards. So I'm like, okay, this is going to come to a head at some point in time, you know, when they play some kind of team. And I'm like, okay, you're playing Germany. You know, you just saw Schroeder, you know, have one of the worst games you've ever seen in your life and they still won. So I'm like, okay, they're undefeated too. I'm like, this ain't going to go well. And Daniel Tice, you know, went out there and he he balled that one move where Halliburton slid on the floor (laughs) and my man hit that clutch three. In his eye was absolutely vicious. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't have them winning and, you know, winning a gold uh, medal or winning the World Cup. So I think that it was good for them to see, to have this, honestly, to take this kind of loss and be like, dude, no, the world is serious. Like, <laughs> like it's not a game, bro. Like, they've caught up. Like, in the NBA, your best players, your, you can argue your top three players are not from here. You know, like it's just how it goes. Like, you, you, Jokic, Luca, Giannis. You could throw yeah. Embiid in there if you want. Like, you know, you can argue that like those guys aren't from here. So, yeah, it's 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 a thing that they needed. They needed that kick in the pants. They needed to um take this L. I thought they would. Uh, the world's gotten so much better, and they're really taking it to heart when they're playing the USA. Like it mm-hmm. means something to them. You know, when they play the USA. And it needs to mean something to the USA when they're playing these teams. So I'm interested to see how it goes in Paris. Um, If they rearrange the teams, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, put more, you know, talent on the USA roster, that's that's the kind of thing that's been talked about today uh, on sports media. Like, is it, should they, you know, try to do kind of like a last dance kind of thing where they get a LeBron and a Katie, you know, these guys on their last leg. And my first thought was, I don't know, man, like, that you can't come out there all crotchety you know (laughs) you're going up against the world like these dudes are serious now like let's you know I'm not saying it's disrespectful to put LeBron James and Kevin Durant out there I'm just saying these are you know 14 15 year vets 20 year vets out here and and I just want what's best you know I want your best out there you're gonna need Steph Curry but you're also gonna need Jared Allen at the Mm -hmm. same time because somebody's got to get some rebounds man they were getting destroyed in the paint but yeah, hopefully they win this um bronze medal against Canada, who I, I was definitely surprised Canada lost. Yeah. Uh and they're not yeah. playing for the World I Cup. Think. I don't know how y'all felt about it, but I was I was a little shocked by that. But yeah, yeah we'll 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 see what happens, man. We'll see if they really still want to, you know, win.
2: Redeem team two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely right. It would be funny if LeBron is on that team as well. Like, he's on two redeemed teams, bro. Like, seriously, (laughs) you ain't got nothing else to do? (laughs) Hey, man, he is great.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, obviously, there's only been the two Bulls players out there. Obviously, Vooch, we know what he's did. Obviously, the other one, Carlick Jones. And we know you're, you know, very positive about everything. (laughs) Um, You know, obviously, Bulls Nation... Went into overdrive with some of his performances. Sure. I mean, they were against Angola, Philippines, and whoever else it was. But what do you make of Carlick Jones? You know, obviously, he's, we know he's end of bench. He's not likely to get many minutes. If he does, whose minutes is he taking? Which that's what Bulls Nation seem to forget is for him to get minutes, he's got to take minutes. So, yeah. you know, do you see him? Obviously, it's looking likely that he's going to start the season with us. Do you see him finishing the season with us and do you see him actually getting on the floor from the start?
0: Well, it's like I told you before, man. My positivity is steeped in logic. And (laughs) and there's the logic right there for you. Like, sure, you want to see him play. You want to see him out there. But again, whose minutes is he coming to take? And he's in a position where they are stacked at the point guard position. I just did a show with Will when we were talking about what players have to prove it or have the most to prove, what bench players have the most to prove. And mine was Io, you know, because it was like, dude, we don't know how he's going to fit in. You know, he was the last one signed. You know, he's got a lot to prove right now. Now, if Ayo is going to have to prove it to get into the lineup, Khalid Jones, you know what I'm saying? Like, where is it going to be for him? Like, they are stacked. And that's not saying Khalid Jones can't play. Obviously, he can. Like you just mentioned, If I remember correctly, before these last few games, he was the fourth best player in in World Cup uh, playing in in the tournament right now. He was the fourth best. Oh, man, it was a crazy stat I read uh, when Chuck Swirsky was on our show. I think he was the first player ever in history to have uh, three back-to-back games of 10-plus assists. Yeah. And that is crazy, ever, in history. In World Cup basketball history, that is wild. So – and an MVP, I don't care what level you're on. You win an MVP, you're good. All right. MVP of a G League is still MVP. So yeah. he gets that kind of respect as well. But where can he get in? The only way he gets in is obviously through injury. Yeah. And well, but we also have to see if Billy Donovan trusts that because he might be comfortable. Even with the injury, he might be comfortable giving more minutes to Kobe, more minutes to Javon, uh, more minutes to Caruso, or more minutes to Io, depending on who's hurt. So yeah. we have to see that as well. You might get put Zach in there, you know, a little more. Um, so we don't know. And Carly, you know, he's not a, you know, great defender either. And, you know, Billy Donovan, you know, knows how to coach defense, you know, top five defense in the league last season. So that will play into it as well. I, was, I see him maybe starting the season with us, but I think his greatness is going, or I think he's going to tap into his greatness somewhere else just yeah. because of the log jam. Of what it is here at that point guard position, and I'm gonna be rooting for him. I hope he comes out and he balls out wherever he goes. Same with Mm -hmm. Javon Freeman Liberty. I hope he balls out in Toronto and does his thing out there. Um, but yeah, it's just hard because of all the all the people in front of him. But when that preseason comes, we'll see if you know stuff is up for grabs and we'll see if he can, you know, maybe play himself into some minutes or if he's just like you know what, I'm going to try and see if I can get on somewhere else. We'll, we'll find it out then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much what we've said because we've sort of covered the World Cup in a fashion as it's been going on. Um and That's pretty much what we've said, you know. One, where's does he get the minutes? Two, we've got nothing against him. He is a talented player. And I, mean, I don't know if you remember, but we saw his first bucket for Bulls out in Paris as well. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you know that he can get buckets. Um yeah. Well, like I say, poor defensively and the World Cup, you know, the opposition that he's been playing, I couldn't name anybody on Angola's team, uh, Puerto Rico's team, do you know what I mean? So it's, you've got to sort of take it all in, in sort of comparison with each other. And mm-hmm. But I hope he does have a successful career or yeah. a career, at least in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I just don't see it being with Bulls. It's, you know, And that's not a knock on That's it's just, like you say, the log jam. Mm -hmm. He's got to get his minutes somewhere and he's not going to be at both. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and that is the problem. And, you know, moving on from that then, um, we have a log jam at at the one and into the two position. Our concern that we've talked about is by bunching up so many players um, in the backcourt, The question is now, are we too thin at the four and five? And,
0: mm.
2: you know, you've got, what, Vooch as a starting centre and Drummond backing him up. And then you've got essentially Patrick Williams and Torrey Craig vying for the, for the number four position, however that pans out. But if any of the four of those take a serious injury, you know, we're spread very thin. I mean, the next player up really is, what, Sonogo. We, yeah. we know... Um Caruso is going to get a few minutes at the four if, if something like that goes down. But I mean, it, it just feels like we're one injury away from a real big crisis. Mm. Mm. And hopefully we don't get those injuries. Hopefully it all goes OK. But what do you think? Do you, do you think it makes more sense to try and like, I mean, we just have to take in on what two 10 day contracts and they're both guards again. <laughs> I mean, it, it feels like the the eyes are taken away from the four and five position too much.
0: Mm. That's a great point. Um uh... And, I, and that's something that a lot of people aren't talking about either. Right. Uh, it's, we speak a lot about that logjam, but we don't speak about, you know, that lack of depth, you know what I'm saying, at that four. Because um, you don't worry about, honestly, you don't worry about the two or the three too much because your stars are there. So yeah. you don't really concern yourself with that. But that four and that five, especially that four is kind of up for grabs, sadly, because everybody wants it to be Patrick, right out Patrick Williams' uh, position. Um, but the fact that there can actually be a debate is what is like I don't even want it to be a debate, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you should, I shouldn't even be debating with you with him or Tory Craig. Like, shouldn't he be a debate, bro? Like, it should be you, it's yours, have it, take it, it belongs to you. But yeah, you're wage away from something, you know, bad happening. And the Bulls were relatively healthy uh last year. Uh Patrick playing all 82, uh Vooch playing all 82, which is not a normal thing for a big guy in his 30s to do, yeah. Uh, but he definitely did it. And then that's awesome. Caruso uh, is not a guy who is known to play a lot of games, but he did okay, You know, as far as his health was concerned last season, I when Caruso's out there, if he gives me 60, 65, that's like 82 to me. Mm -hmm. You can get that from Caruso. So hopefully we'll see what that is um, this season with that. But it's going to raise some interesting questions. And it's also going to be interesting to watch how Billy Donovan deals with all this because he loves guard lineups and oh, everybody kind of knows this. Like it's what he loves. You go back to Oklahoma city and see it. Like he it's what he likes. He likes guard lineups and it can work for him. He's shown it. It works for him. He showed it last year um, that it could work for you and actually be good for you defensively. He showed that nobody thought to put Caruso <laughs> at the four and it'd be successful the year before. Nobody thought to put Javante green at the four and it be successful. So he's putting guards at these positions and having success. Mm-hmm. So that's what – now you're going to have multiple guards. So I'm more interested to see what the bench is going to be, you know, when it comes to that. Because, again, how I look at stuff, I'm like, man, that could be a real, like, piranha-type defense. You guys know I say, like, death by a thousand cuts kind of defense yeah. that they have. And they could really do that, like, just guys nipping at your heels, you know, the entire time, just getting the ball and getting out in transition. Uh, obviously, they're not going to be great for post-ups or anything like that, but that could be a real issue out there for teams uh, second unit wise. Uh, that could be a real problem. But if you're looking at it like straight up for real, for real, man, you're going to get you have to get some size and you can't depend on Sonogo right now because he's a no go right now. See what I did there. I like um, thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> He's not ready yet. Uh, I hope he is. I, I would love him to be ready. I mean, you know, a guy won an MVP in college in the tournament and, you know, as a champion means something. You mm-hmm. know, I've always felt that meant something. So I, hopefully he can, you know, come in and provide that if it's necessary, but hopefully it won't be necessary. Right. But Tory Craig and Patrick Williams is what it is like. And Patrick is probably the guy who will be the most interesting and all that. Cause even when you're running those small ball lineups, who's going to be the center. And it, for me, it's going to be Patrick. Like it's going to be Patrick Williams playing that five. He fits in seamlessly right there. So is his minutes. Are he's gonna Is he going to have more minutes or will Tory Craig, you know, kind of fill in on the back end of certain things like. Cause of the size or the matchups, you know, like it's going to be just so interesting to watch Billy and what he concocts and comes up with, uh, to make up for that lack of depth at that four, yeah. but it's, it's definitely an issue. And I hope it isn't, I hope it doesn't become a major one because right. if Patrick Williams is just Pat, the Patrick Williams that we think he is and hopes to be, it's not an issue. It really isn't. It's not an issue. You got it right there. You can play all the minutes. You know, the man is built like a train. You know what I mean? He could be out there all day long, run on his 30 plus minutes and put Tory Craig in when he needs to be in. And we can get by on that. He's shown you that he's super durable. He can play all these games and it's something that he consistently says he wants to do is play all 82 all the time. Well, do that young man. You're not 21 yet. Run that, you know, get on out there, play them 82, two, but be impactful in that. That will answer all those questions. Is, is Patrick Williams depth or whatever. You won't worry about it if Patrick Williams is being Patrick Williams, but since we're not sure it's going to be a question until we actually see him do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Matt flip-flops a little bit with uh, Patrick Williams. I'm, I'm I'm very much a, a P-Wheel stan. Um, I believe, I continue to believe, and I hope that one day
0: he's going to prove me right and that belief won't be all for out. But um, we'll see. <laughs> I'm with you. And I understand the flip-flopping on it. Like, I get it. Like, it's hard to – you want to root for him because you see the things that he does and you're like, oh, yes, look at that. And then the next four plays, you forget he's on the floor. Or you know, you're like, dude, wait a minute. You're eight feet tall, like 280 pounds, like 2% body fat. Like, get out there. I wish y'all could have saw me when I went to that game and they played Minnesota. I wish y'all could have saw me at that game, dog. I was going insane positively. I was going insane or Patrick Williams, just snapping on him, dog, when he came to that scores table. Man, ain't nobody better than you. You're the biggest dude out there, man. What you doing? Let's go. You know what? He turned around. I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm telling you. That's me. I'm talking to you, man. Let's go. And he had a really good game. He really did mm-hmm. have a good game that that day. But yeah, man, you just wanted to be consistent. And I understand that. Like, I, I, told, I talked about this with Joey. Because, you know, he's just like you, Matt, in that same vein. Mm-hmm. And I told him, man, like, what people want, you can look at all the advanced numbers on Patrick Williams, like great defender, you know what I'm saying? Three-point shot is all this, knows where to be, like all the advanced metrics he hits. I was like, but what he fails at is the simple math. And fans like simple math. They understand the multiplication, the division, the long, and all that stuff, but we just want to know is two plus two, four. Like, can you show us that? Like, that's what we want to see. And what I mean by that is, can you consistently come out here and show us what we think you are? Can you consistently come out here and get 20? Can you get eight, nine rebounds? Can you hit these threes? You know, can you block these shots on a consistent basis? Like, we want to see that come out of you more so not see it in spurts and then have mm-hmm. to go to your advanced metric numbers to say, oh, no, he did very well right here. We're like, no, dude, he turned the ball over. <laughs> you know, no, dude, he didn't take the shot right here. No, dude, yeah. he dribbled it off of his leg. Like, that's what people want. They want the simplicity of Patrick Williams and I feel him on that and that's exactly what it, it should be and hopefully we see it soon man because I want to see it too.
2: Yeah he's just the biggest tease
0: you know yeah. he just gives you a little bit
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, yeah. and then he just you know shies away again and you're like oh, come on we need more that's, we
0: need more that's, that's so that's true,
2: so true. To, go, to go back on what you were saying there Dave have you heard back from uh, Mark Eversley in regards to the new opening Um <laughs>
0: I have not I have oh. not heard from him, but I guarantee you if we do a show from media day and I see him there, oh, it's coming up again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good. oh, I'm not done. I have not done at all, sir. I, 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 I need to create it. that role for you for sure. If, man, if, if I could create a role where I actually have, get to spend a game like two seats behind the bench, <laughs> oh, man, listen to me. is Boy, <laughs> just put me behind Patrick. That's all you got to do is put me behind yeah. Patrick, and I will go to work. And I'm going to straight-up work, man. But, yeah, I haven't heard back, but hopefully that, that would be really cool if I do.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, obviously, was that your first time at Bulls Fest as well?
0: Yeah, that was know? the first time. Yeah, definitely our first time, because they had it for the first time uh, last year. But they had it during like a, a holiday over here, which was Labor Day. Um, yeah. And nobody, you know, was really around at that time. So they moved it up uh, this year and we were able to go. And yeah, they they were very accommodating, you know, to us. Um, has Like they said, got a Javon Carter. Like you saw, like you talked about, you know, having Mark Eversley there. Uh, but just going there and seeing just the Bulls fans there. Uh, we ran into uh, our guy Hayes. Shout out Hayes and Pat the Designer. Uh, they were there as well. Um, uh, Melissa was there. Uh, V was there, like Ramina, like, uh, Briscoe, like, you know, nothing, you know, that nothing but bulls podcast, shout out to them as well. Mm-hmm. But it was just a lot of great people there and meeting them for the first time, like in person was, was really, really cool to see. But the event itself was, was awesome. Like it really was like, they had it laid out perfectly and it was pretty seamless and just a lot of basketball happening. And it was just a lot of fun. It was, it was super hot. And it was really, really hot out there. So I, I'm glad we had a tent and that was cool. Um, but yeah, man, it was fun. It was, it really was. It, it is something special for, for Bulls fans to see. And they gave us some cool swag. I wish I had it next to me. I'd grab it and show it to you right now. But it's I, they gave me a, one of those cool Bulls uh, spawning basketballs mm-hmm. in the same colors of the Bulls Fest. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is not staying at the office. This is coming home. <laughs> like, like, this is mine right here. Oh, my gosh. This is yeah. definitely coming with me. But, yeah, man, it was it was a lot of fun, man. and just just a really cool event that they did.
2: Yeah. yeah. Those, those jerseys were really clean as well, the ones that they released for the Bulls Fest. They were nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those jerseys were mean, dog. Yeah. And Nate Robinson was there, too. Yeah. And, and Eddie Curry was there, you know, as well. So... Yeah, Kendall Gill, of course. Uh uh Will Perdue was, mm-hmm. was there also. So uh the NBC Sports Chicago crew was there with Jason Goff, you know, and, and Casey Johnson and Tony Gill. Shout out to them as well. Like they were all there too. Like it was it was just cool, man. Like it was just it was just a real cool, nice event. And it very seamless and and yeah, had a great time. Did you end up getting your beers? Getting my beers?
1: Yeah, because oh, uh well. it- she was
0: struggling oh, yeah. to find you and want not she. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, we got him. We had see the uh, great thing about it is our producer Lawrence, he didn't he didn't come empty-handed <laughs> when we when we showed up. So he had us covered, you know what I mean? So we were okay. So yeah, we definitely had a few few beers over there, man, and yeah, had some fun with that. But they were serving them uh there as well, as you probably heard of the wild goose chase that <laughs> that Emma was on to try to find us one, but no, we ended up uh, with our thirst quenched. We, we were doing all right. Excellent.
1: Maybe you should have had a word with uh, Dan Moriarty about getting you your own little chiller with them in.
0: Yeah. Oh, see, I should have had you around. I didn't even think of that. That would be, you know what? Okay, y'all like where your head is. <laughs> I like where your next head year. is.
2: Next year, next year. And who knows, we next might year. be there next year too.
0: That's right. Goals, goals, man. It's goals, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: Um, so just, just recently, actually two of your favorite worlds collided in the world of wrestling Mm
0: -hmm. and the world
2: of basketball Mm -hmm. and Dennis Rodman made his return to the UC. That must've been like almost mind blowing for you to see the two things or two of the things you love. I know you love your music as well coming together, um, for kind of what's probably going to be Dennis's last time in in a wrestling ring, I would have thought. I would um, so. but it was great to see and you know i don't think there's a bulls fan alive that doesn't love dennis rodman he's he's a character we we discussed him recently and we love we love the guy we love what he brought to chicago and we love what he continues yeah. to bring to the world because yeah. he's just such an entertainer um, and yeah. it got it got us to talking that you know retiring his jersey maybe the time for that has passed and also you know the bulls are quite tight on who they put up in the rafters as we know but we think they need they need to do something for Dennis and what what we what we kind of ended up going down a rabbit hole and coming out with was they they should put up a statue of Dennis with color changing hair some sort of like screen or something built into the statue so that his hair changes color
0: that is the coolest because that will become an attraction like people will show up just to see that right wow exactly. and they yes they're <laughs> all about that right there is it is making your team an attraction that's right. cool
2: i mean those really like really to make money right yeah. so i mean let's get <laughs> cool in yeah. right
0: <laughs> yes they enjoy their money no doubt about it yeah oh man that is a great idea i i really see that like that is really really a cool <laughs> idea dog like seriously yeah ever ch- changing all the time different colors Yep. You can do it for like different themes of different days that they're doing, like the St. Yep. Patrick's Day and stuff like that. You can flip it for that. There you wow. go. I like it. I like this a lot. That is really smart, man. I'm going to bring so it. up. there <laughs> you, you, you
2: can bring that to CHGO now in the next oh. episode and bring it up and see how it goes well, but... Make sure you credit gonna
0: happen, it. <laughs> that's going to happen. You will definitely get all of the credit. You, you all will get all of the credit for this. Absolutely, man. That is a brilliant idea. That makes sense. That makes a lot of because you're right. It they don't. Like, yeah, they don't like retiring these jersey numbers, and I don't know why, yeah. but they they don't like doing it because there's still some previous bulls from other eras who I think should have had their jersey retired. <laughs> like Norm Van Leer is the first one that comes to mind. Who so are yeah. like, why is his jersey not retired? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And you know, of course, I think Derrick Rose is the obvious next one uh, yeah. that they're gonna do. Um, but then after him, you're like, well, Joe Kim Noah should definitely have his number retired uh for what he meant to this team. But yeah, they're they're very tight with it. And and I I never understood it, uh, but that's what they are. They didn't are understand. <laughs> Broken. <laughs> they, they never understood, Neil. <laughs> they never understood, my friend. They're never They're never understood. understood. Never understood. Ever. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. So, um,
1: go on, man. Yeah. Um. Obviously, last year you were driving the Corby train. Yes. Um, sir. And I think from about pre-season, I joined you from this side of the ocean, driving it. Yes, yes he did. You, I think I did Neil's head in a little bit towards the end. But...
2: I, I kept trying to jump off the train and he wouldn't let me go. He, he kept grabbing to... me and dragging me back on. And I have to say, he was right. You were right. I was wrong. Oh,
1: man. I mean, we had um, Casey Johnson on about two weeks ago now. And he mentioned, Kobe, how he is in the locker room you know, as a, as a presence now and his personality's come out and he's a lot more settled is sort of how we sort of described it. Do you think this is Kobe's year?
0: Oh, I hope so, man. Um, I would say this. It's the year where – it's the first year where I'm not concerned about mm-hmm. what I'm going to see from Kobe White. I'm mm-hmm. expecting him to be good. That's what I'm expecting. As you know, like even before last year, the year before that, the train I was driving was his defense. The year before that, and I yeah. kept telling people, like, "Dude, look at his defense; It's improved." And of course, they're, gosh, you know, you talking about stop? You, know what you mean he can't play defense? Look at it. You know, Matt was definitely the first one like that on me. Like, dude, what are you talking? He can't play defense. And then Will came, like, he can't play defense. And then uh, they look up and they're like, "Damn, Dave, he can play defense." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I've been telling you this." Like, you can see the improvement of his defense. All you wanted it to see was everything kind of come together. And you saw that kind of last year where it started to gel for him. Like, you saw him slowing down. You saw him not making those turnovers. You saw him him not getting too high or too low when he made mistakes or when he made some really great play. Like, he stayed kind of the same even keel the entire time. And you saw him not going one on four when it was mm-hmm. a fast break, you know, you just, you just saw growth, man. I saw him running offense. I would see him pull the ball out and call a play, you know, like stuff like that. Like you weren't seeing him do these things and then, and then call the right play and make the right read. Like mm-hmm. he was doing all of that. Correct. So coming into this season, I think the main thing he wanted to work on was his ball handling. That was the main thing he wanted to work on. So he spent a lot of time on that uh, during the off season. We'll see how it pays off, but, This being his year, I don't see why not, man. Honestly, I don't see why not. There's nothing in the way of it being the year that he wants it to be. Whether he's starting or whether he's coming off the bench, he's going to have free reign to kind of be Kobe White and do what he really uh, wants to do. And he deserves that. Like, he's earned that right. They gave him the contract to say, hey, man, you should be able to do what you want to do out here. So if you're going to pay the man that, well, then it's time to let him be who he really wants to be. So I'm interested to see that. And and I can't wait to watch that because I'm honestly walking in with uh, expectations, you know, for him. And I also want to see how much Billy trusts him in the fourth quarter because he seems to come alive in that fourth Mm -hmm. quarter. And I know he trusts Caruso and those kind of guys in the fourth quarter, but he showed you in that Miami Heat game, he didn't have total trust in Kobe White in that fourth quarter or he would have never took him out for Patrick Beverly for reasons we still don't understand. But Oh, I just I don't get it. <laughs> never understood. I never understood. <laughs> no, no, we, we never, never understood. understood that either. <laughs> never. Never got it, dog. But you saw him, you know, try to carry that team to that victory, you know, in, in that play-in, dog. Like, he was locked in trying to mm-hmm. get him to that victory. And the, to understand that I could probably see that kind of Kobe White for 82 games this season and maybe some in the postseason I'm excited for that. So now I'm coming in with expectations for him. Now I'm setting goals for him like that. Now it's not, I remember last year, my goal for him was just be and Kobe White. That was my goal (laughs) for him last year. Just be that. And he was that. That's exactly what he did. He realized, dude, I'm that guy. Now I'm like, I don't don't have no more goals for you, dude. I I expect you to come out here and do this. It's like uh, how you expect Zach, how you expect Damar, how you expect Vooch, you know, how you expect those, how how I'm going to expect Javon. You know, and expect them just to, you know, do what they do and be the players that they are. I'm not going to be surprised when Kobe does something awesome. You know, I'm not going to be shocked or like, oh my God, like that. Like, I'm expecting it. I'm expecting him to do these things. So, to answer your question, Matt, yeah, it should definitely be his year because the reins are off, the training wheels are off on on Kobe White, and I can't wait to see him ride. Yeah, definitely. And you
2: mentioned Javon Carter there uh, briefly. we all went through the Pat Bev effect and then that became the Pat Bev defect. But (laughs) are we going to be getting more of the same or is it going to be another level? Do you think from Javon?
0: Mm, When you say more of the same, what do you you mean by more? As in like an initial
2: um, injection that will kind of like bring everybody in and then kind of fade away. Or do you think he's, he's more of a real deal and he'll, he'll last the season because you know, we had um, Dragic he kind of came in and we had the whole drum thing and the two of them were working well together and then it kind of faded away. And then yes. the same thing with the Pat Bev effect. It lasted for a few games and then it faded away. So yes. do you think we're going to have something similar with Javon Carter or do you think he's more of a stalwart?
0: I think uh, you're not going to have that with Javon Carter. I think it's going to be steady because that's mm-hmm. the kind of player that he is. One mainly is because of his age. <laughs> you know, that's that's one. Patrick Beverly is a seasoned vet. Like, he's coming in. He's, that's what you expect him to do is give you a little bit of a push, you know, in a in a couple games. And then you're supposed to carry it the rest of the way, and he'll fill in little stuff here and there. He'll get a steal here and there. He'll talk some crap to somebody, you know what I'm saying, here and there. He'll hit a three every once in a while here and there. But he's not somebody you're thinking is going to continue to do that, you know, game after game. And that's not yeah. saying yeah. that he's bad. That's just saying that he's older. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's just all that is. He likes to he tell people saying, they're too
2: small every now and
0: then, right? Yes, correct, correct. <laughs> One of the most awesome moments, you know i saying? That was an awesome moment right there. That was fun, and I liked it because it meant something because the Lakers didn't like it, and I'm like, good. That means they're paying attention to us, good. That right. means they're looking at us. I liked it. So, yeah, it's just that, and then Dragic, you know, was the older guy, you mm. know, it's just what it was. He was an older player, man, and at a certain point in time, you're going to, get a little tired during the season or it's going to break down a little differently during the season for you. I don't expect that from Javon Carter. He, he, as he said, has that treadmill mentality. That's kind of his thing. It's yeah. a treadmill mentality. He's always working. He's always mm-hmm. going. I, I remember him cause he's from here. I remember him not in high school, but I remember him in college and watching him at West Virginia, Virginia and playing for uh, Bob Huggins um, in West Virginia. And I mean, he was intense. Like it was just the same guy that you're seeing now. It was intense, man. He's in your face defensively, and he's shooting and he's shooting the ball very well. And then he gets to the league, and, and it is really that same kind of thing in your face defensively. But now the three point shot has really improved. I mean, his what was the stat where he if he's open on a three, he was forty eight percent from three, and he was forty six percent from the corner. Like that's ridiculous stuff, you know. Like that shouldn't be looked over right there. And he's going to get those opportunities when you're going to, when you got on the floor with a Zach Levine and when you're on the floor with a DeMar DeRozan and when you're on the floor with a Nikola Vucevic who enjoys <laughs> finding open play- basketball players. That's his thing. He likes finding the guys who are open. So yeah. he's going to have many opportunities um, to hit that shot and to inject that energy. And I don't think it's going to fall off at all. When we did that interview with him, man, and him just talking about what, it's going to mean for him to put on that bull's Jersey and how he couldn't even fathom words. He couldn't even come up with words for it about what it was going to mean to him to put it. he just, he just smiled like, dude, like he couldn't, he was too excited. So factor that stuff in. Cause that matters when somebody wants to be here that much, that means they're going to give everything they got. Right. You know what I'm saying? For this team, because this is their dream. This is what they want to do, man. He can't wait to put that jersey on. He can't wait to get out there on the floor and perform, and he's gonna he's gonna do his thing. So I don't expect him to just be a little bit and then fall off. I expect it to be continuous because that's just the kind of player he's been his career so far.
1: Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, and sort of on them sort of players. Have you seen um, Bleacher Report's latest clickbait regards to Bulls? and the, uh, the roster power rankings, as they're calling it.
0: I saw uh, – was this the one that came in last on? Was that the one?
1: No. Uh,
0: oh, this is no. the one. Okay. Tell me. I haven't yeah. seen
1: it. Basically, they've done um, – I think they've done every team throughout the NBA. Okay. And they've rated or ranked the players on the roster, obviously from 1 to, well, 14 in our case. Um, And the parameters for it were uh, established ability – potential production and importance to the team and obviously how they've ranked them is Damar, Zach, Vooch, Caruso, P-Will, Javon, Kobe, Tory Craig, Ayo, Drummond, Dylan Terry, uh, Julian Phillips, Carlit Jones and then Terry Taylor, obviously from top to bottom in terms of importance. I'm mm-hmm. probably putting you on the spot a little bit but obviously being the professional that you are is a rare... Would you change that order in any?
0: I wouldn't. Any that that's honestly sounds pretty dead on uh, to me. Um, that sounds pretty accurate. Like, and when you were saying it, I was saying it in my head. Like, okay, is he next? Yep. He next? Yep. He next? Yep. <laughs> like, that sounds right. I, I think the only – I guess you could nitpick at um, – having Carly Jones over Terry Taylor like or something like that. You can nitpick at stuff like that. You can nitpick at Daylon Terry and Julian Phillips if you want. But overall, that's really it. That's that's what it's going to be for the Bulls as far as their importance because those were the important players, especially last year, uh going into that fourth quarter. So those five that you named, that was your fourth quarter lineup. You know what I'm saying? I'll say, you know, that was it. That's who was in there um to play. But – no, I don't have a problem with any of that, which is wild, because Bleacher Report's been on one this summer for the <laughs> Chicago Bulls, man. They, they really been doing something for the Bulls. My goodness, I don't know what happened over there, but they ain't been happy with the team, man. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that sounds accurate. I, I, I don't think that's wrong at all. Yeah,
1: I mean, the only one for me was, I'd have probably said Drummond over Io. Okay. Played, um Just purely because the importance to the team. I think Drummond's more important than what Ayo... Because like you say, Ayo's got to sort of prove it. Whereas we kind of need Drummond to be good Drummond, basically. Yes. Um, <laughs> and obviously, being the only backup to Vooch, we need him to be... But he, to me, he's more valuable than Ayo trying to find his minutes. And But yeah, apart from that, possibly Zach over Demar as well. I don't you know, mm-hmm. in terms that's of importance. If if Zach is the Zach we all know and love, you know, post post All Star game last year and stuff like that, yeah. then to me he's more important than what Damar is, but you know, that that's not a knock on Damar either. It's just No. But I yeah. think Damar's gonna have a have a good season anyway with it being a contract year and he reads all these reports as well, doesn't he? And he, he uses it as as his fuel. So yeah. yeah.
0: So I appreciate it in that sense that they continue to say these things because you're right. He sees this stuff and he commented on it before. Yeah. Uh, during the season. Last last time and this time. He commented yeah. on it. So hopefully that, that fuels it. But yeah, I, I think you're right, uh, about Zach for sure. Um, you because that's what you want it to be. You want it to be about Zach Levine, and you want Zach to be the guy. Uh, you want him to be the number one. That was the other player. Uh, that Will and I had when we were doing our Prove It show, it was the starter who needs to prove it and we both picked Zach. Yeah. That was the one we picked, like, who, who's got to prove it? He's got to come out there and be that guy. And, I, and it's not prove it, for me, it's not prove it during the regular season because Zach is, as my friend said, like, dude, Zach is so boring because you just know this dude is going to be a near 50, 40, 90 dude every year. He was like, it's boring, though. Like, he's really that kind of good. He really is. But it's the dominance that we're talking about that we want to see from him. Yeah. Like, you talked about that 14-9 to record after that All-Star break. That was a whole different monster right there. And that is the actual term to use, was he was a monster. Like, he was just unreal. That Toronto Raptors game, it was him and D.R. DeRozan. (laughs) Like, that's who it was. Like, those two carried the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine was going insane uh, in that game, man. Like, just running down, pulling up three-pointers in the fourth quarter. Like, he was he was on one in that game, and I, and I enjoyed watching that. But you want to see that from game one. Yeah. You want Zach to be that dude, like, undoubted that dude. And like you said, it's not a knock on DeMar. It has nothing to do with that because you want DeMar to still be DeMar, but you expect DeMar to still be DeMar. You know he is. And you just want him to add to that. Or if he's going to be the 1B or even be 1A on some nights, we cool with that. You just want it to be Zach as that dude, as the guy, because that's what they gave him the dough for. And that's mm-hmm. who they, that's who we always uplift him as, is he's the one on the team. He's the younger one as well. So he's still in that prime uh, of his career. So you want it to be Zach Levine. And I think he can do it. Like I think he really does want this. Especially from what I saw in that 14. And that. my goodness, man, like he was, he, I hadn't seen him like that. Like, honestly, I hadn't seen him like that before, where it just all kind of clicked for him. Mm-hmm. And when it all clicks for a guy like Zach Levine, it's very, very scary. It really is, man, because it's, he's a rare kind of basketball player with elite athleticism and is an elite shooter. That's yeah. a rare thing in the NBA, man. Like, still for me, has a uh, top five quickest first steps in the league. Like, yeah. once he get that first step on you, he's gone. Yeah. And there's nothing you can really do about it except foul him. Hopefully he gets some more foul calls now, too, because he, get, you guys know it. Like, he got fouled all the time over these yeah. past few years. Like, we just started seeing those calls happen for him during after the All-Star break. So, I, I want Zach to be, like, third team All-NBA, man. Like, I want that Zach Levine or even second team All-NBA. Like, I want that level of Levine. And I think it's time that we see it. And I think he wants us to see it, too.
2: Yeah, Yeah. well, he came into the season injured, of course, and um, I think that played a big part in it Um, between the knee and was it the thumb, I think, wasn't it? Yep, he he was. um, He was carrying injuries for the first half of the season, and then once he felt healthy and he also felt snubbed uh, by the All-Star break, he he turned it on, and and, as you say, he was electrifying. Mm.
0: Electrifying is a great word, man. That's exactly what it was. Like, yeah. you know, when you say electrifying, I think of wrestling. I think of the rock. So that's <laughs> there you go. There.
2: <laughs> Two worlds collide again.
0: <laughs> again, man.
2: <laughs> and actually coming off from that, um, you know, obviously we're all being quite positive and uh, we are quite optimistic. I'm a little bit more optimistic than Matt most of the time. But um, we, we are quite optimistic people. I think the three of us. But there's a lot of pessimism out there sure. in, in Bulls Nation. Sometimes it's um, flying around with hats on it in your studio.
0: <laughs> and
2: how, how do you deal with a level of pessimism that sometimes, like I mean, we find sometimes it can be quite draining. Mm-hmm. And every time somebody puts out something optimistic or something positive about a player, you know, the, the trolls sneak out on Twitter and, or X yeah. or whatever you want to call it, and they yeah. start wanting to knock players down and put everything down. How
0: tired do you get of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I don't. I don't really get tired of it. And I think maybe because I don't, because I don't let it inside of me. I think that's, right. you know, the best way I could kind of say it right there. Like, it doesn't really affect me. Like, unless they're talking basketball and, you know, unless they're throwing some, like, basketball backup stats on this mm-hmm. – then I'm like, okay, well, you're just, you know, just talking from emotion, man. And I'm over here trying to talk logic with you. Like, you know, no, tell me logically. And anytime that's the best way I've done with pros. Cause listen, man, like I, I have a lot of that in me. All right. And you can't out fool a fool. All right. Like it's just not going to happen dog. You can't out fool a fool and you can't out con, con man. Like it's just not going to happen dog. So, or, or as my uh, friends like say, you can't, you can't out slick a can of oil. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't do these things. So you can't out drink an Irishman. You can't out drink an Irishman, baby. (laughs) I'll put in the effort though, but I ain't going to do it. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, so when somebody throws something like that at me, if I tell them, you know, something about Zach is good and they tell me he's trash. My first question is okay. Tell me why I'm like, back up your point. You know what I'm saying? Prove it to me. Let's have this conversation. You know, let's talk about it. And that's one, <laughs> that's one of the things Matt always tells me like that, you know, differs me from him. He was like, dude, I just blocked them people. Like, <laughs> <he was> like <laughs> I don't even deal with them. I block them. And I've never blocked anybody ever. <laughs> I've like, never. I, I'll talk to whoever. You want to talk? Yeah, let's talk about it. Because I'm going to make your point. I'm going to hear your point, And then I'm going to throw you mine. And then you're going to throw me yours. I'll throw you mine again. And if we come to an understanding, cool. If we don't, cool. But we usually walk out. I usually walk out with them saying, Man, dude, like, I appreciate you actually having this conversation with me, like, you know, and actually saying that, you know, and stuff. I'm a, Here's a follow or I'm going to watch your show or, you know, we can chop it up again another time. Like, because I'm like, dude, this is it's social media. Like, that's all I'm going to talk about on here is sports and music and wrestling. Like, that's all I want to talk about on there. So talking about the Bulls and being positive about the team that I love when it's deserved. Like mm-hmm. during the during the ball-headed minutes years, there was totally different things I was putting up out there because wasn't well, nothing to be happy about during those times. But yeah, I can talk about Zach Levine being good and back it up. I can talk about Demar being good and back it up. I can talk about Vooch being good and back those things up. So I love those debates, man. I love debating. I really do. I I really enjoy having those debates and arguments with people. Um, but when they get and i love it when they you know try to get snarky and all that because you know i'm just as big as ass as you bro i just do it with a smile <laughs> you know what I'm it's just that's the only difference you know like but i'm and i'm gonna you know kill you with some kindness out here like i'm gonna really destroy you with some kindness and you know i'm I'm not gonna be mean to you you know i'm not gonna do any of those things to you but you know i just like having you know you know constructive debate with people because. They'll tell you quickly where they are mentally when you start asking them those kind of questions. You know, if they could back it up and show you proof and stats and all this stuff, okay, bet. You know what I mean? Okay, I see where you're coming from. I hear your point. You know, I get that. If but if they come at you like, man, he sucks. Why does he suck? Because he Mm. wears number eight. Okay, bro, that's not a real point. Like, (laughs) you gotta you gotta tell me a real point. You know what I'm saying? That we can have this actual discussion right here. But yeah, man, I can understand why it would get draining and why it would bother people and stuff like that. But it just doesn't do that for me, bro. Like, it doesn't dim my light inside of me because, this, you know, joy is something that's just in me, bro. Like, you can't really take that from me. Like, it's just what I got. And I enjoy my team, and I love my team. And I love the Chicago Bulls. And I'm going to always talk about them and always be there for them and to talk, you know, positively about them when it's deserved. I can't stress that enough. (laughs) When it's deserved. I will be there to speak glowingly uh, about them. When it's deserved to kick them in the behind, then you get me yelling about 150 points. <laughs> <And> then, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my those favorite guys, episode, by on... the way. <laughs> <laughs> the feedback I got on that was crazy. I didn't realize Hands how many down. people felt that. Like, because I was man, woo, I was heated that day, bro. <laughs> man, I was heated. Um, but yeah, so it's I just it's genuine, man. It's just who I am, bro. Like. So I guess that's why it's simple for me because it's just, it's, it's really is just me. Like some people get annoyed by it and and, and that's okay. Cause my guy Jamal, you know, from Bull Central, he, he's like that too, you know, but he enjoys going back and forth, you know, in those things and Hayes too, you know, enjoys the mm. back and forth on, on those things as well, man. And and it's funny. <laughs> it is really hilarious. It's cool to watch, but that's who they are. You know, like that's just who they are. I'm, I'm, different like i'll go back and forth with you but it will be about basketball you know it ain't gonna be personal or nothing like that taking no shots at you and i'm gonna tell you not don't take no shots at me like don't let the smooth takes fool you but i just know this is you know online discussions so mm-hmm. i think yeah long story short yeah it, i just don't <laughs> let it you know come get inside of me and bother me like that because you know this is just who i am
2: the light burns too bright
0: right <laughs> it really does bro it's annoying <laughs> I'm, a, I'm annoyingly positive no, no, I, know who no. I am, bro. It's who Not I am. Oh no, this, these are things I've heard. I'm just telling you what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mind it. I don't mind it I, at all. I mean, like for real, that annoys you? Well, let me come give you some more. <laughs> let me give you, you some more this. <laughs>
1: well, to finish on a on a positive note, then uh, we asked you the same questions last year, so okay. we got the receipts from that as well. Okay. Um, a bit of predictions, but Neil's going to throw one in that we didn't ask you last year, which is more of a, a CHGO prediction. Okay, all right. And then we'll ask you the CRED UK ones. Okay, so
2: right. the first one then that we're going to throw in there is, um, who do you think will be Goon of the Year?
0: Mm, Goon of the Year. Who will be Goon of the Year? It's a great question.
1: Yeah, because you did mention that you were going to keep a tally on it this season. Imagine that Goon would Goon of the
0: year. You're right. I did. I did say that. Goon of the year, I'm going to say Javon Carter. He's going to end up with the most belts. He's going to have the most titles. And I got a brand new title, too, by the way, for Goon of the Night. I'm bringing, I'm bringing the brand new title. Um, it's not nothing spiffy or cleaner. It's just new. It's just a brand new one. New year, new titles. That's how we're yeah. doing. Um, but I'm going to say Javon Carter wins, wins the most. Right.
2: I think that's a fairly solid uh, solid guess. Yeah. Um, and you, you threw out Joey there for a second there, Matt. We had Joey actually on the show just okay. before, right before he went away for summer camp.
0: Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> yes,
2: sir. It was great fun. Actually, Joey's such a great guy. You know, he really you, is, you, man. You're blessed to have him behind the
1: controls. He's great. You
0: told no lies. You told no lies. That is the truth. <laughs>
1: So yeah, on to the on the C Red UK ones. Uh obviously we asked you the same ones last year. Okay. And you the seats that we've got from them. Um uh, we did ask you where you thought bulls would finish and the record, mm-hmm. and you was optimistic as usual. You had them mm-hmm. to finish sixth with a record of 48 and 34. Okay. We uh, did not that, <laughs> <laughs> Don't so worry, we um, mine were even further away, don't worry. <laughs> we asked you some player ones, which we actually put out as a Twitter Twitter poll right. at the end of the season, so that's where we got the the results from. Sure. But Bulls MVP, you went for Damar. Uh Most Improved, you went for Io. And the unsung hero, you went for Vooch, but you wanted to go for Kobe. Um, uh from what I can remember, the way the results come in, it was Zach got the MVP and Kobe got the other two, okay. So I'll ask you the team ones because we're kind of cutting them ones out at the minute. It'll just be the player ones. So for this year, who do you think will be Bulls MVP?
0: Bulls MVP this year, I'm going with Zach Levine because I feel like it has to be Zach Levine. Like I, I just really want it and need it to be him. This has I would like this just to be his year where, you know, I don't think about. The fact that he's going to the All Star game because I just know he's going to the All Star game. Yeah. I don't think about you know him you know scoring forty because I just know that's what Zach is going to do on a nightly basis. He's going to be a threat, you know, to do those kind of things. So, yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm gonna say Zach Levine. Give me Zach Levine for for Bulls MVP this season.
1: And the most improved,
0: most improved. I am going. Oh, I want to say Patrick Williams so bad, but I'm not. I think you said the exact
2: same thing last year, actually. (laughs) Yeah, that
0: sounds right. It sounds right. Because I don't think it's this year. For me, I think it's next year for Patrick. I really do. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to Mm. be wrong. I would love for it to be this year. But I think it's next year. Um, So I'm going to go with Kobe. I'm going to go with Kobe for most improved. And, yeah, I'm going to go with Kobe. I'm going to go with Kobe to be most improved. I just want him to be that dog. When he's on the yeah. on the floor, playing that defense, running that offense, and hitting some just cold-blooded shots when, when the Bulls right. need him, I'm gonna go with Kobe.
1: Hopefully, he improves for the box score watchers as well because uh, <laughs> they didn't see his improvement last year, did they? So
0: they did not. They did not. <laughs> they never understood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the last one, the unsung hero, obviously the one that sort of goes under the radar, but does everything you want him to do, basically.
0: You know what? I'm going to give it to Drummond. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Drummond is going to be the unsung hero. Uh, he's going to be relied upon, as you mentioned, a lot because, you know, of Vooch and the depth on the team. And I want to see him in a year or two. It's been a minute since he's actually been in a team where he's just had two solid years. You know what I mean? Like he's usually been, a, he's turned into a journeyman which is why people thought, like myself, thought he was in his 30s because he has just played for so many different teams. But he's he wants to be here. He speaks very highly of Chicago and, and what it is. And he knows this could probably be his last time to get a big contract in the league. So if he plays up to that and he plays well, he can go next year and get him some real straight-up money. So I'm going to say Andre Drummond. You know, is going to be that unsung hero on a lot of nights, Uh, getting a lot of rebounds. You know, some key blocks and definitely some steals. Like he's very underrated when it when it comes to getting some steals, man. Like he'll get you two, three steals a game, which is not normal for a guy playing center uh, as he does. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Andre Drummond, man, because y'all know how I feel about him, bro. Like (laughs) it's like that. So I'm gonna show I'm gonna show him some love right now, and I'm gonna say he'll be the unsung hero.
1: Yeah, he got my vote last year actually, or he was my mm-hmm. prediction for last year for the, what you've just said, helping Vooch out and stuff like that. And like you say, the steals usually followed by the euro step, and <laughs> yes. then God knows what happens.
0: After that. <laughs> yeah. He's so big and so smooth, it's so wild, like, you know? yeah. It's so he's
1: entertaining, and that's that's why I, I, I personally love him. I think you know, he's, yeah. he's just. And whether he's good or bad, it's it's entertaining. So
0: I agree with you on that one.
1: He's definitely that.
2: I, I just so, want to yeah. see what we didn't see last year, which is a steal and a break by Drummond, and then the turnaround and giving it the fingers. You know, <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was classic! I remember he like, threw the peace up. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I want to see it because remember he was playing well all up until that injury, like until yeah, that sure. shoulder injury. He was really consistent, you know, in how he was playing and hitting his free throws at a pretty high clip. Mm -hmm. And it was all a surprise and a shock. And then he hurt his shoulder and everything kind of just flipped and and changed on him, man. So, yeah, yeah, if he's staying healthy, though, he he should be able to to provide the Bulls with some some much-needed help.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And last year, you know, he kind of went through moments where, you know, he might not get a game or many minutes for a course of two, three, four games. And it kind of became a bit of a running joke uh, for us here at Syria UK that we were saying that maybe he'd run over Billy Donovan's dog or something that he wasn't getting the minutes. (laughs) 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 Something was going on. He'd upset Billy somehow.
0: (laughs) Seriously, man. Like it didn't make any sense. Like (laughs) why? Why can't he play dog? Like. Not going with Derrick Jones Jr. again, like, and then it would be against like real centers. Like, he's putting Derrick Jones Jr. out. We, I didn't understand that either. I didn't get it. (laughs) I hope I don't see it this year at all. I hope whatever they were working out, they worked out, and we can come in here with a clean slate and actually see him play.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, and just two more very quick questions to finish off.
0: Um,
1: we've been the last few episodes we've been doing bulls trivia at the end and we've asked them on one episode and then answered them on the next episode. Okay. So we're hoping you can give the answers from the last one. Okay. Uh, My question was how or why did Dennis Rodman get the nickname, the worm? And if you want, who gave him it?
0: Oh, well, did it happen? I want to say it ha- happened in Detroit, but I could be wrong. It's not basketball. It like... Like... No. Well, then not. it wasn't. It didn't happen in Detroit. Happened before that, like his family. Yep. Dang, I know this story because I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, was from, it was from it was from his childhood. Was he the one because he wouldn't stop moving around or something like that? Very close.
1: Because of the way he played the pinball machines, the way he wiggled, and it was his mum.
0: Yes, it his mother. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. That's right. yes. I remember that now. Okay, don't give me no credit on that. <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> I don't, I don't get, no credit. You get half a point. I don't get credit for that. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll take the half. I'll take the half, but I don't deserve full credit for that at all. Uh
2: The next one I think you, you you'll get um was okay. how many division titles
0: do the Chicago Bulls have? Oh man, division titles. Okay, let me think on this.
2: Do with the Jeopardy music. Uh,
0: (laughs) Ooh, I wanna sing that, 10, 10 division titles.
2: What, What were you gonna say? I
0: was gonna say nine.
2: Should've gone with nine.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> go with your first five
2: uh, Right, yeah. Fully your, heart, go follow your, your mind, life.
0: kids. Go with your first five, kids. Because I mean I knew you knew six off off break. Well yeah, yeah, six um, is a given. Six is a given. And you remember the Derrick Rose one? They they yeah. won two. Oh, uh, because one his MVP year and then the strike year. Right. Um, I think the other one was from nineteen seventy. From the seventies. Or 50s. Oh, okay. All right. I thought it was from in, the yeah, okay. 1975,
2: I think it was. The oh,
0: 75. Okay, yeah. Because that was the team that went to the West. Because they were still in the West at that time. That was the team that went to the Western Conference Finals, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And, that's man, that team was stacked. And, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I should have win my man. I knew this. You're right. I did know that. I definitely knew that. I we definitely
1: knew that. caught a few people out. The only one that seems to be answering them is Troy. Shout Troy. out! Shout
0: out, my man, Troy.
1: I mean, he's Joy in the boy. future, so he's you know.
2: Yeah, Joy he, he works with magic. You. He's in the future. He, you know, it's. Easy. it's easy. <laughs> yes, but,
1: sir. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's me done for the questions, and obviously, conscious of the time. Um, but you no, know, it's it's been an absolute pleasure again. Could speak to you for a lot longer, put it that way. Yeah, um, absolutely, man. You know, obviously, thanks for your time, and hopefully. We can get you back on again next year.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, you, just, you send the call out. I'm in. <laughs> I'm sure we've I told got, you that last time. But we've got truth. your
1: receipt as well now. So
0: yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> you let me know. I'm in there. That's all you know. You know. And thank y'all, man, for for having me on, man. And much continued success to you both. Like seriously, thank man, don't stop what y'all you. are doing because you're definitely doing something really good. So yeah, thank y'all. But thank y'all for having me a part of this, man. Appreciate it.
2: No problem. So just before we let you go, Dave, if you want to give your uh, your handles and where people can find you,
0: sure. Uh, you follow me on—I'm gonna just say on social media because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it's Twitter or X anymore. But just follow me there at Bow Sports, B-A-W-L Sports. That—that that is where I'm at. Uh, that's where I spend the majority of my time. Uh, like I said, talking music, wrestling, and sports. That's really the things that I get into. Um, and you can. Watch the show I do, uh, CHGO Bulls, uh, with my guy Matt, uh, with my guy Will. Uh, Shout out Mark K uh, down in Australia as well. He is definitely a big, integral part of the show. Um, And shout out Joey Spathis as well, who is our producer for the show. We do those five days a week. Cannot wait till the season starts so we can talk some for real basketball, even the preseason. Like I'm drooling for the preseason, bro. Yeah. Like I got it marked. I got that Sunday marked. Ready to go. I am ready for that. So, yeah, come come be entertained by us and maybe learn a little bit about the Chicago Bulls too. So, yeah, come check us out. C-H-G-O Bulls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so
2: much, Dave. It's been great talking to you again, and uh, we'll let you go for now. And
0: hopefully, talk soon. Hey, one more, one more thing, man. I, I put on yeah. a, a special shirt for y'all. Y'all can't see it, but shout out to my girl Kelly who gave me this shirt right here. Because on the back of it, it says "21 Thomas, baby." On the back of it, does <laughs> it <zero>? really? <laughs> dude, man, yeah, dude. Y'all can't see it, but that's what it says. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what it says, man. Because I remember out- the last, the last
2: time you were on, I was doing player profiles, and we did a special <laughs> one for you with Maddie Legend. And yes. we told you about the Mister Ninety Nine Percent.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, you think I'll be saying that all the time now? <laughs> oh I no, we did. I going to be saying it. I told you. Did I'll be dropping it on man? Oh, yeah. people are so annoyed by it. I love it so much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen. Take care. Thank you so much. Talk soon.
0: All right, brothers. Peace.
1: And don't forget, we are sponsor. Uh, we are trying to raise awareness for Andy's Man Club. And his Man Club is a UK-based charity giving men a place to talk and we're just basically trying to raise awareness and remember it's okay to talk. So yeah, good chat. Uh good big day. Um you know, as we said previous, we we could chat to him all night. You know, he's just really fun bloke. I mean you broke him a couple of times as well, which is so it's good. Um maybe the chat went on a little bit longer than we first imagined, but it's it's big days. So.
2: He's it, just such a he's such a vibe, isn't he? He's just such a nice guy to chat to. He's got great energy. And I mean, yeah, like you say, we could have sat down and talked to him for two hours. Very yeah. easily. Oh, if not longer,
1: if it wasn't mm-hmm. one o'clock in the morning for us now. <laughs> that's but that's what we do at Sea Red UK. Why not? Why not? Uh, Obviously, you probably heard in the chat, we answered the questions from our trivia last time. I know Troy answered them on Twitter. Clem answered one of them on Twitter. Um, But yeah, the answers from them are there in the chat. And we've got a couple more questions to just see out this episode, ready for next week. Mm -hmm. And I will go first with mine. And it is... Which Bulls point guard holds the franchise record for most assists in a single game with 24? Is it either Captain Kirk, D-Rose, Norm Van Leer or Guy Rogers? Okay.
2: And mine is, who did the Bulls draft with their first pick in the 87-88 draft?
1: Uh, Yep, they have it. We'll give you them answers next week mm-hmm. at some point. And as I say, hope you enjoyed the chat with Big Dave as much as we did. Um, I think it's time for bed now, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Try not but, to wake the missus
2: up as I climb into the bed <laughs> next door as well.
1: <laughs> it's only like, well, to be fair, we're normally getting up at this time to watch balls. It's That's now true. bed at this time. But but yeah, thanks for listening. And as usual, I've been Matt. You can find me at Radio UK you can find us on all the socials at CRED UK, And you can find me on Twitter at
2: Neil UK. On behalf of us both and the Fans First Sports Network, thanks once again to everyone for tuning in, whether you're watching or listening. Please subscribe, rate and review, and give us a thumbs up on YouTube. From Matt, myself, and of course from Big Dave, remember it's a Chicago Bulls thing wherever you are in the world. Until next time, CRED people.